Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's nothing quite like sitting down and just losing yourself in a movie, shutting out all outside distractions and just disappearing into the world that the filmmakers have created for you. But that all comes crashing down when you hit a scene so terrible there's no option but to skip it. You know the ones that we're talking about, and they've made this list. So let's take a look at them. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 movie scenes that everyone skips. Number 10. The Zion Rave. The Matrix Reloaded. The Matrix Reloaded may offer up plenty of action-packed bang for your buck, but it also features one of the strangest sequences that you'll ever see in a $150 million blockbuster. And we're not even talking about that damn scene with the architect near the end. The film's first act features a bizarre rave montage, featuring the residents of Zion as they dance the night away moments after Morpheus has informed them that they face probable death at the hands of the machines. Set to some pretty undeniably funky music from Fluke, the scene is an absolute slog filled with off-putting slow-motion shots of greasy bodies writhing together and flinging their sweat all over one another. Gross. And to make matters worse, this is cross-cut with a decidedly unsexy sex scene between Neo and Trinity. And while you could argue that the scene serves the purpose of showing the Zionites' humanity even in the most torrid circumstances, it mostly feels just like padding between action sequences. And in a movie that's 138 minutes long, there's only one option available to us, and that is skip, skip, skip. Number 9. Enhance Blade Runner In the case of Ridley Scott's Blade Runner, the glacial pacing is actually rather the point. This is a moody, slow-moving sci-fi noir that has no interest in just rushing viewers from one action beat to the next. But there is one scene that unfortunately just doesn't hold up today, and that's the now infamous Enhance sequence, where Deckard uses an Esper supercomputer to analyse a photo that he swiped from a replicant's hotel room. The painstaking sequence sees Deckard use the computer to enhance various sectors of the image, zooming in by frankly ridiculous orders of magnitude to examine possible clues in the picture. The fact that the scene goes on for so long, and that Deckard even uses the Esper to reconstruct an image of a replicant from a reflection, has been widely joked about by fans, and even brilliantly parodied in an iconic Red Dwarf episode. There are many, many excellent scenes in Blade Runner, but this just isn't one of them. It's a bit of a chore to sit through when it's so repetitive, and we all know where it's going. Number 8. The Curb Stomp American History X Now, some movies are so harrowing that you'll only ever want to watch them once, but American History X is such a finely crafted drama with such a terrific, Oscar-nominated performance from Edward Norton that you may well want to revisit this again and again, except, that is, for the soul-shaking curb stomp scene. 
Early on in the film, we're shown the act that sent neo-Nazi Derek to prison when he interrupts several black men attempting to steal his prized truck. Derek shoots one of the thieves dead on the spot and then forces the other to bite down on the curb before stomping his head downwards, killing him instantly. It's... Well, frankly, nauseating, and that's obvious, it's meant to be like that, but it's made all the worse by the frankly masterful sound design, this scraping of the poor man's teeth against the curb and that dull thud when his boot makes contact with his head. We've got that scene forever scarred into our traumatised brains already, so it's actually totally acceptable to skip it on repeat viewings, because it's just grim. Number 7. Peter Parker's Emo Dance from Spider-Man 3 I mean, you're looking at it now. Why? 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 (laughs) Skip it, please. Number six, the answering machine message, swingers. So in a similarly cringeworthy but infinitely more painful scene is the iconically embarrassing answering machine message skit from Doug Lyman's hit comedy Swingers. The scene in question sees recently single protagonist Mike attempting to leave an answering machine message for a woman that he met at a club earlier that night. An anxious Mike rambles while leaving his first message, causing the end of his phone number to get cut off. And as he calls back to correct the mistake, his neurosis gets the better of him, causing him to screw up again. And increasing nervous, Mike continues to leave more messages until the woman finally answers her phone and demands that he never calls her again. The scene drags on for three excruciating minutes, and while the situation is completely relatable to anyone who's overthought anything in their life, which is pretty much all of us, it's completely maddening to watch this man just torpedo his own romantic prospect. It's brilliantly written and well acted for what it's supposed to be, but it's also perhaps just a little bit too real, and therefore we want to skip to save ourselves the embarrassment. Number 5. Mellish's Death Saving Private Ryan Somehow, the skippable scene in Steven Spielberg's Saving Private Ryan isn't the horrifying all-timer Normandy landing sequence, but the deeply upsetting one where later on Private Mellish is slowly stabbed through the chest by a German soldier. His death comes at the end of a hard-fought battle against this soldier, with the German eventually pushing his knife slowly through his chest and shushing him as he pleads for his life. To make matters worse, a PTSD-stricken Corporal Upham is cowering with fear downstairs, unable to bring himself to help his comrade which is at once infuriating and yet completely relatable. After all, in a real war, most of us, well, we're more likely to be Upham rather than John Rambo. The intimacy of Mellish's death and the fact that his demise was preventable makes it extremely difficult to watch, even more so than the considerably gorier opening battle sequence. Number 4. Can You Read My Mind? Superman Though Richard Donner's 1978 Superman may seem painfully earnest to younger viewers, it's one of the most important and indeed iconic superhero movies ever made, and remains fiercely rewatchable today. But there is a single damp squib scene, and that is after Superman takes Lois for a heart-swelling flight over Metropolis, and she inexplicably recites a poem, Can You Read My Mind? The lyrics read as though hurriedly scrawled 15 minutes before her recording session began, with shambolic lines like, I don't know who you are just a friend from another star and here i am like a kid out of school holding hands with a god i'm a fool After the comparatively restrained sweetness of the initial flight scene, this is just a few steps too far in the way of goofy sentiment, and by effectively turning Lois into a child, it also harmed her characterization in the process. And here's a fun fact for you, the poem was originally a song written for her to sing, but Don decided that he didn't like the idea and deferred to the mere spoken word version instead. Which means that it could have actually been even worse. Number 3. Cheer Up Charlie, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory 
Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory may be an undeniable classic, but there's also a single musical number that sticks out like a sore thumb compared to the rest, and that's Cheer Up Charlie. As Charlie Bucket laments on not getting a golden ticket, his mother attempts to raise his spirits by singing a song imploring him to keep his chin up. Though her velvety vocals are pretty decent here, the song as a whole is a bit of a slog, lacking the catchiness or indeed energy of the film's better licks, and so in turn proving extremely unlikely likely to cheer anyone up, let alone poor Charlie. It's the quintessential cue to go to the toilet, grab a snack, or if you've already done both, skip forward about three minutes to when the story actually bloody starts again. Number 2. Anakin and Padme's Picnic Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of the Clones Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of the Clones is not only arguably the most skippable of the nine main Star Wars movies to date, but also plays host to an especially dreadful, stomach-turning scene that you will want to skip right past. The scene in question is, of course, Anakin and Padme's romantic picnic on Naboo. As if further proof were needed that George Lucas cannot write romance, here it is. A nauseating, goofy hangout which culminates in Anakin riding a terrible CGI beastie while the pair roll around in a field. It's painfully earnest, even for Star Wars, and though some might defend it as vital in establishing Annie and Padme's growing fondness for one another, it is whimsical to the point of extreme irritation. It's ultimately just one of the several stamina-draining romantic interludes in this film, but by far it is the most toe-curlingly awful. And number one, Grandma Ruth Dies, Dante's Peak. Now, Dante's Peak is isn't a great or even particularly good movie, but there is something about the thrilling escapist schlock of this trashy disaster movie that is quite enticing. However, even die-hard fans of this 1997 Volcano Run Amok film don't have much time for the infamous sequence in which Grandma Ruth effectively kills herself. Harry, Rachel and Rachel's children end up attempting to rescue Ruth by crossing a lake on a motorboat, but as they approach dry land, the lake is turned acidic and starts eating away at the boat's underside. Ruth then valiantly jumps into the acid lake to push the boat to safety more quickly, with the burns causing her death the next morning. Between the risable acting and utterly pointlessness of Ruth sacrificing herself because they were so close to shore anyway, it all falls completely flat. If you want to avoid five minutes of shouting and frustration at your TV, well, you can just scrub right past this sequence. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.